All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Shop Podcast. It is Sunday, May 16th, 7 p.m. Pacific time is when we are recording this. This is going to be like a, a two-part episode. So we've got Matthew and Eli on Zoom right now for the first part. Brandon is not joining us. Um, he is taking care of his father right now. So I hope Adam is doing well. And um, yeah, so Brandon's not going to be with us. And then, so that's the first half of the episode is going to be us. We're going to be answering some mailbag questions. We got a fun draft. And then the second half of the episode, I'm joined by Shane and Sam to talk a bunch of NBA stuff. We're going to go through all the playoffs, all the playoff matchups right before the playing game. So I'm hoping this episode is going to be out Tuesday morning, Monday night-ish. But yeah, just so if anything crazy happens tomorrow, Monday, we are recording this Sunday night. So, yeah. Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. All right. So, I think we should start with what we're doing this summer because we haven't done a pod. I did the Dave Sims interview. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. I did that last week. But aside from that, it's been two weeks since we've done a pod. Um, we're not in Boise, not in the shed. We're all home. So, Matthew, why don't you start? What are you up to this summer? I've been doing a lot of baseball coaching. I have a 16-year-old team I'm the assistant coach for, so I've been doing a lot of that, a lot of practices, a lot of games. And so that's what I've been up to for the most part is a lot of baseball and watching the good old Mariners from time to time. That's about it for me. Yes, sir. Eli? Um. Well, when I got home, I got right to work. I've been painting houses, which is pretty fun to me, at least. Um, you know, then, uh, I think my, I told you this before, but do you know painting houses is code for killing people? <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, um, maybe it was with you. Yeah, I talked about someone told me about that. And I was like, maybe I should stop telling people I'm painting houses. <laughs> like, I think I'm that's the phrase, painter. painting houses. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. House painter, residential primarily. <laughs> oh, mafia. Okay. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it actually? Oh, yeah. Let's go. I was right. Not let's go for killing people. Let's go that I was right about that. <laughs> the beat. occupation of murder podcast. <laughs> yeah, Hitman. There we go. Only truths here. Yeah. So you work, um, are you just Monday through Friday? Yeah, just Monday through Friday. Get weekends off, which is nice. But my parents have a lot of, uh, like yard projects and stuff that we got going on, which is also fine. It keeps me busy, but for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think Brandon is, is he at the winery? Is he doing that? Like the testing for that? Like he does. Yeah. And like the wine lab or something like that. Yeah. Um, he was telling me, I think he yeah. starts that on the 24th, I believe. So he's just kind of taking care of his dad right now, which is good that he's able to, he doesn't have to start work right away and, can take care of his dad because his dad just had surgery um so then and then i am working at linwood golf course um i started on tuesday i'm just in the pro shop just checking people out cleaning cars it's been i've worked i work tomorrow and that'll be six out of the first seven days like i start since i started i worked and they're all eight over eight hour shifts so I've just been, and I'm standing the whole time. So I'm just exhausted. Like my legs are on fire and I work nine hours tomorrow and I'm golfing afterwards. Oh, so 
I'm just, and then I'm doing a pod afterwards. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I need like four monsters tomorrow. I'm just going to be pumping myself with caffeine just to stay awake. Um, yeah, bro, for real. I need it. But yeah. And then dude, we just working in customer service just sucks. Sometimes you just get people that are like, they walk in to the course. Like I can see them walking in to the pro shop. I'm just like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> like, I, just, I just can tell by the look on their face. I'm like, oh, you're having a rough day. I'm, I'm been here for four hours. I really don't want to deal with this. And they come in and then they complain about the price. I'm like, ah, bummer. Like, <laughs> not much I can do about that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I own this place, I would, yeah, it's a different conversation. But yeah. So, all right. So that's what we're doing this summer. We've got a few mailbag questions to answer that I put on the Instagram story. And then mostly football. I think there's one NBA thing. And then we'll do a draft of sport venues, which I'm really excited about this one. So we'll do four picks each. Um, But let's do mailbag first. So first mailbag question. Who does Julio Jones play for in 2021? This this Julio Jones, these trade rumors are heating up. Like I thought they, there was a little bit of buzz. Was it pre-draft? There was some buzz kind of like mm-hmm. maybe they weren't, they were going to like try to trade back or something. I don't know. And I think we mentioned it. I, I believe Reed called in on a live show when we were doing the Falcons and he said that they sh- maybe should trade Julio. And now these rumors are starting to pick up. So I don't know. Who do you guys think is a team that could possibly trade for Julio? I mean, I'm trying to look into the Colts a little bit more. The Colts are a team that potentially, I know they've kind of addressed the wide receiver a little bit, but they don't really have, uh, I mean, Pittman's a big dude, but I mean, the Colts are definitely a team that could potentially do that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other fits. I mean, well, first of all, the package I'm hearing is like a second rounder is how much he's worth, which just seems like really sad for a guy like Julio. I mean, it makes right. sense his age and his injury history. Um, but that's what I'm hearing is it's like it's a second rounder and his cap is just – his cap is I was horrible. just going to say his, mm. his, uh, his contract right now is like there's not very many teams that would probably be able to take it on. Yeah, I mean, you get this year and next year, and then you have an opt-out. But This year and next year under that? Yikes, that is. Yeah. What's he making, like, like 20? I think his cap is, like, 22, 23. Cap, like- yeah, 23 yeah, and then 19 next year. 23 Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be I'm, – I'm interested – yeah, I, I'm interested to see if this actually does happen because I'm – the Falcons is just one of the most confusing teams right now in football like i don't know where what their direction is because like i mean it it, i don't know if they because they didn't take a quarterback it leads me to believe like why not just keep julio and ride this out with ryan and jones right you know that's what i was thinking too i mean but also if you take pitts could pitts just be replacing julio's production like yeah. there's like you could go both ways too. It's tough. They just don't. They're a team that you don't look at with any optimism right now. You're just right. Like, and <laughs> I mean, their offense is cool. They're a fun team to watch, but 
they're not they're not a team you look at and you're like, wow, they're one or two pieces away from being really good mm-hmm. with their current situation. Yeah, they their whole defense, their running game, like it's they have fun. Yeah, they're fun. They have fun weapons, and Matt Ryan, we know can he's capable of it, right? Who's their running back? I can't I even think it's Mike Davis. Mike oh, Davis. Yeah. I feel like I ask that every time we bring up the fact. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Okay, so apparently Peter King mentioned the Raiders, Patriots, Ravens, and Titans as potential suitors. I like the Titans, honestly. That's a team that... Yeah, him and A.J. Brown. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's insane. (laughs) Patriots would be... That would be fun. Yeah. I don't know if that makes them like Super Bowl contenders, though. No. That's the thing with the Titans, though. That helps. I mean, their offense, you not only replace Corey Davis, but for the next, like, two years, you get someone way better than Corey Davis. Right. And then at Raiders, that makes no – oh, that would be a horrible trade for the Raiders, I think. I don't know. Like, why yeah. the heck would they – and then Ravens, I'd love it if the Ravens could swing it somehow because that would be – I mean, their offense would get so much better, but – yeah, you definitely have to change the playbook for sure. Yeah, have definitely, I mean, definitely. After taking those two wide receivers too. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Do you guys think he plays for a different team? My what? initial inclination is no, but I mean, if it's a second round pick, it's really hard to believe that nobody, none of the other thirty-one teams would want to make that deal, but. Yeah, it's a big contract hit, and it's got to be a team that is putting all their chips in on the next two years. And maybe it is the Titans with Tannehill's age and Derrick Henry. How long is he going to continue? Like, Titans make sense, but in the past, I don't know. Hard to say if they're where they are. If Matt Jones is really the dude, they probably want to – I mean, they have those contracts are all, like, four-year contracts they signed. But Yeah. Yeah. Eli, what's your like percentage that he stays I, versus going? I honestly, I feel like it's. I think it's more likely that he stays. I also, <laughs> I just realized I get most of my like news and like rumors and stuff just from like Twitter, and I never turn my Twitter Twitter notifications back on after the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys were talking like, oh, these rooms are swirling around, and and I was like, rumors. I'm like, I haven't heard anything, and I was like. That's right. I'm like, I haven't heard anything because I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't really check my Twitter otherwise, but I get all of the like the Shefty and Rapport yeah. tweets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's more likely that he stays. Um, yeah, just because yeah, for a second rounder, like I, yeah, there's got to be some teams that are at least willing to, um, for that part of the deal. But yeah, his contract. Yeah, there's only a few teams that I think can actually justify having uh, having that much money set aside just to a receiver that most likely won't play 16 games or 17 now technically. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been so injury riddled. Like mm-hmm. that's hard to justify a trade for. Okay, really quickly, yeah. more likely to be traded Julio or Aaron Rodgers? I'm gonna say Aaron. I'm going to go Julio. Actually, the more I think about it, I think it's Julio. 
Yeah, yeah I think like so Aaron. too. Yeah. I think Aaron's locked in. Yeah. 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 Be you fun think to see him go somewhere, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. And Matthew, would you be okay if the Seahawks traded for Julio? I mean, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends what they give the thing up. Is that we keep trading draft picks anyway? Why not? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That would be, that would be fine. That would be really fine. I mean, that would be. I wouldn't be mad if it was a second round pick. If it was a first round pick, I'd probably be a little like, eh. but if it's I mean, just if time, it's yeah. straight up a second round pick for Julio, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, but I if mean, we had to give up like something more. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's like, we, how many more we receivers better be do we running like four wide receiver sets, right. like all game. Right. That, that's my whole thing. If you make that trade, the run game, like we want to run the ball 70% of the time, got to get thrown out Gone. the window. We're, we're running four wide, air raid, <laughs> like all game. 40 pass attempts minimum a game. Yeah, first half. <laughs> right. I mean, no, seriously, like DK is needs to get 10 targets a game julio needs 10 targets a game lockett needs around that too like then you have scratch who's right. probably gonna get a couple end rounds yeah no i mean uh, yeah when we don't need julio but it would be yeah second round be nice. sign yeah. me up <laughs> for sure i'd take it second round yeah okay um i don't even know if we could swing that in our cap but whatever mm. <laughs> we don't have to worry about whatever, that that's whatever. not our decision <laughs> yeah um I don't know how well Eli is going to be able to answer this, but most underrated team going into the NBA playoffs. Do you, I, Eli, you can start if you have anything on this. I don't think I, you do, but I have, I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so. Matthew, do you have any? I'm trying to think of underrated. Yeah. I mean, teams. Teams that are lower ranked but could be dangerous. Obviously, right. the Lakers are a team that, right? You know, but and the Heat, I feel like are another team that. I mean, their their record really doesn't show it, but they've proven. You know, they're a proven team that they can do that. But yeah, I don't know. I I will pull my. I haven't been watching the NBA a ton. Uh-huh. Hard. Um, I, I really tune in for the playoffs, and that's about that's about how much I tune in. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'd say maybe the Heat, uh, just being a six seed, looks like around there. Mm-hmm. Now that's why I'm excited to have Shane and Sam on. They they watch a lot more regular season basketball than I do because I'm in the same way. I don't watch a ton of regular season. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear kind of their thoughts. I think Atlanta is kind of sneaky because I do know Atlanta has a really good offense. And if they're just like shooting the lights out of the ball, that's tough to beat in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could see them. They're like a five seed and I could see them. So like, I'm looking at the bracket right now, they'd play the Knicks and I don't think the Knicks are that like, I think they're kind of a fluky. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. And then yeah. they play the one seed is the Sixers. And I don't really believe in the Sixers. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it's like, you Atlanta could win that Knicks series, upset the Sixers, and then they only have to beat Brooklyn. Who I mean, Brooklyn, yeah, they're fantastic, but who knows if all those guys are going to be healthy? If Trey yeah. Young's just playing out of his mind, I I could see them making a little bit of a run. So that's um, they're my kind of underrated team going into the into the playoffs. All right, 
Um, two, three more, actually. I have one that I didn't put on there. But um, do you guys have any updated Aaron Rodgers predictions? Any, any, anything different than what we've talked about with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's interesting. It's just, I think it's the silence and the kind of like, I feel like it's kind of watered down a little bit right over the past like, week. And it just seems like they really want to keep it like in-house, but I don't know. Everything that I, I feel like is they do not believe in Jordan love is my oh, 100%. Like, reaction. They just don't believe in him. Like the Devonte Adams thing. I get that you, you love playing with Aaron and Aaron's your guy, but to be like, I have to think about it. If it's not Aaron, like, man, you just spent a whole year with Devonte Adams, you know, with uh, Jordan love out there. I mean, like, would the Chiefs have said that about Patrick Mahomes after one year? Like, Alex Smith, how could we get rid of him? Right. You know, no, they're like, Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. Uh, I want to play with that dude. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't think Jordan Love has been, like, lighting it up. Right. If, and if that's the first reaction. It's like, oh, no. You know, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He just won MVP. But I don't know. Well, and to, to totally piggyback off that, they signed two – veteran quarterbacks in the past week yeah what was the Blake Bortles thing I don't understand that at all they just signed they signed Blake Bortles and that Kirk like I don't even know his last name it's like Minahan or something like that oh I probably totally butchered that is I think his name's Kurt he's mm-hmm. like a, he was like he's been a backup for the Falcons I think I, I've I've like I think wow. this guy he streams on Twitch that's how I've heard <laughs> of him like he plays COD little side gig yeah, and so I mean, he probably needs it because he's actually he doesn't need it. He's a quarterback. That's the dream job, bro. I'm telling you, backup quarterback. Yeah, you make you make probably around a million dollars, and you never get into the game. But anyways, so they've signed two veteran quarterbacks. So now they have, you don't go into a season with four quarterbacks on your roster. You rarely go in with three. Like the Seahawks have had two quarterbacks on our roster for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. so i don't and yeah so i totally agree with you it, it seems like their confidence in jordan love is just zero mm-hmm. eli what do you think yeah i think i, I agree with all of that uh you guys are saying about jordan love i think that's kind of i don't know i think that might have something to do with why like the timing of the whole aaron Rodgers, like right before the draft it seems like um, like it might be kind of a long shot for a franchise to do that. Like the hope that they can get like one of those top spots, like none of those, all those teams, you know, going into draft night or draft weekend or whatever you want to, you want to call it. Like, I think most of those teams that were going to take quarterbacks were probably besides the Bears taking Justin Fields. Cause he kind of dropped, I don't know the top few teams. Like, I think they were pretty locked in. Like they're not going to change their mind because Aaron Rodgers is available all of a sudden. But I think that's kind of why they set that out there just in case they can maybe get a different future quarterback. Yeah. Just, you know, rather than Jordan Love. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it didn't really work. <laughs> if yeah. that's what they were trying to do, it definitely didn't work. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, that would have, like, that's just kind of a theory, I guess. I don't I don't know if any franchise would actually, you know, <clears throat> like, be that desperate. Like, I, I think it sounded like more they were just – some rumors were being swirled about. I don't know if they were actually trying to get into, like, the top of the draft. But 
I, I don't know what to, I don't know if anyone knows mm. what to believe at this point. So like, yeah, everything that we yeah. say is totally conjecture. Like we can't, like, right. we're just, yeah. we're just throwing out whatever we think might be true. And I don't even think we're ever going to know, even if it, even if he plays for them or if he doesn't play for them, we're, we're just not going to know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah. Did we have any other, uh, yeah, that's, I don't think anything has changed too much, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask us to make any new predictions. Um, I have Mac Jones or Cam Newton, and I don't just want to ask you guys who you think is going to start. So, I okay, two things. Who's going to start, and then who's going to have more fantasy points at the end of the season, Mac Jones or Cam Newton? Fantasy points, I'll go with Cam. Because, because I feel like maybe – Maybe they could yeah. keep using Cam from time ah. to time, like a little like bring him in on the yeah. goal line type deal. I don't know. It depends on if Mac Jones is actually playing well or not. If they bring him in and he's just like balling out, they're probably not going to do that. But if Mac Jones is kind of like, eh, I can see Bill being like, all right, Cam, we're on the eight yard line, first and goal. All right, you get in there because you can run. Um, that that, that when he was healthy, like beginning of the season when they played the Seahawks, that little goal line uh, read option kind of thing was nasty. Yeah, and with all those tight end weapons, too, being able to throw the ball. But, yeah, that's tough. I'll go with Cam on that one, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I like Mac Jones's ability to throw the ball down the field more than Cam with Cam's yeah. all of his arm injuries. And it just seems like every year, maybe maybe if Cam isn't getting hit every play, then maybe maybe we can figure that out a little bit more. But True. yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I like I like Mac Jones's ability to kind of read uh make throws down the field a little bit better. But I'll go with Cam for the fantasy and getting more points. Yeah, I don't I don't really know who exactly would get more points. Um I kind of think like if you know, if Max is a starter and if he does even semi-okay, I don't know if we'll see Cam that much. Like, it just sounds like they've really beefed up their uh, their receiving options. Yeah. Um, and, like, they didn't, they didn't have hardly anything before. And so, I think, yeah, like Matthew was saying, I, like, I, agree, I agree with what Matthew said. Like, I, I'm much more confident in Mac Jones' throwing ability than Cam Newton's. And it sounds like that's kind of more of what they're uh, trying to go towards. And so, Yeah. But the other thing is the rushing, like the the Cam Newton. And he, and when he's on the field, like he could, you just never really know with a little play action, especially on the goal line too. I think if you're on the goal line, you can guarantee. I mean, it's either rushing touchdown or passing touchdown, probably. But um, but even just in the middle of the field, like he could break away or not. But I don't think Mac Jones would ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. 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 I really want it to be Mac Jones just because I'm not a big Cam Newton guy. And I think there's, there's so many people that have been like COVID was an issue for Cam Newton last year. Like he was, Oh, like he got COVID and then was never the same afterwards. And I think people don't really remember him in his last year or so with Carolina. Like it was the same guy that we saw in new England, like not being able to throw it downfield, like you said, Matthew, it's like he spikes the ball into the ground every time he throws it. And he's yeah, his arm slot's really weird. Hor- yeah, super weird. And yeah. then he's he hasn't been that same mobile guy that we saw after he won that MVP and they went to the Super Bowl. Like he's been 
he's just a tanks. So he's like a, he's a freak athlete. So obviously he's going to have a little bit of it, but he, it, when he was in his peak, I mean, he, it was read options and he was like running by guys. Now he's just like, he can run over an occasional guy or, you know, like drag a couple guys along with him, but he's not able to, to Lamar Jackson just sprint by people anymore. Yeah. And they're all like QB draw, like plays that are, you know, designed for him to run. They're not, he's not making plays where it's like, you know, drop, you know, drop three guys, right. you know, three step back and then be like, Oh, I need to run. Like he used to do. Yeah. Like it's totally different. Yeah. Now it's just draw plays and getting hit after two yards. And yeah. yeah. And I, I think like you guys have been saying with all these additions to the wide receivers and the O line, I would like to see them go with Mac and just see what they got in him mm-hmm. because they signed a lot of these guys. Like I think the tight ends were four year deals, but a lot of the other guys were two year deals. Right. And so you, you don't have a year to just waste with, with cam and have Mac learn. And then only have receivers around because Belichick is bad at drafting wide receivers. That's just mm-hmm. how it's been historically. Yeah. So you don't have much time to just let Mac do nothing. And I don't know. It just, that just seems, I, I, I personally hope that they go with Mac and see what they got, because that's why you draft the guy there. You don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. We'll see. All right. Then the last question, I just posted this on our Instagram story, which non-playoff team, I, this is going to be a question we'll probably debate multiple times over the summer because this happens every year in the NFL. It's one of the reasons why the NFL is king because I think it's, is it four teams every, it's like every year since the turn of the century, four teams have missed the playoffs that made it the year before or four new teams have mm-hmm. made the playoffs that didn't make it the year before. And that's why the NFL is king is because it's not the same thing every year. Like it is in most other sports where you get the same teams in the playoff and the same NFL is just different. So which non-playoff team do you guys think makes the playoff this season? Hmm. And I'll tell you right now that definitely the, the hot picks this year are going to be Chargers and 49ers. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I'm, and I'm looking at our responses right now, and there's four or five of each of them. So those are definitely the <clears> hot <throat> hot teams that missed it last year to make it this year. Um, so besides the 49ers and Chargers, and because I agree, I think those, those teams have great chances. Is there other teams that come to mind that, that you guys – think have a good shot that missed it last year to make the playoffs this year i want to say yeah you go i want to say um i'm trying to remember the cowboys didn't make it right no no i think they could just because that division i feel like the division's always really close and if they have back all season i think the cowboys i think the cowboys could get out of that division i'll go with the giants i think uh same deal i think you know, their division is so up in the air. They bring in Kenny Galladay, you know, hopefully maybe Daniel Jones can take a big step forward. Saquon's back. They're going to have some offense, I would hope. And last year they didn't really have that. Defense is pretty good, but, I mean, it seems like they made a lot of little low-key small moves, and uh, I can dig it. I think their team, it comes down to the Cowboys. If they can beat the Cowboys – 
I think they're right in line with the football team and it's going to be a fun addition, but they've proven that they can knock off teams. And, you know, I think that's a good, that was and Daniel Jones didn't even play the Seahawks game. It was like Colt McCoy. Right. But I don't know. I like their coaching staff. I like what they're doing. I think they can take a step forward. One in both are, um, the Philly is so bad that all three of those teams are going to have two easy wins versus Philly. Mm-hmm. But I agree that division is going to be really competitive because, well, I think while the football team's defense is very good. I, I still have concerns about their quarterback. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think all three of those teams are going to be fun to watch. The Giants-Cowboys football team, that race is going to be fun to watch as long as everyone stays healthy because they all have exciting players. But I also think they all have, like, glaring weaknesses. You know, right. like, the Giants and football team, you just have no clue about their quarterbacks. Like, you're just – you're like, I hope. And then the Cowboys is – you know their quarterback, but you don't know their defense, whereas the right. Giants and football team have really solid defenses. So, that's – they're going to be fun to watch. I, I think that race is going to be fun to watch, just like it was last year. I, I hope it's going to be better, you know, not a bunch of seven and nine teams. Um, But I agree. Both of those teams – um have good shots i i believe to to make the playoffs i'm gonna throw i i think minnesota is always going to be able to to kind of compete especially with the question mark around aaron Rodgers. like if he's traded minnesota becomes i maybe chicago's the favorite in that division but they mm-hmm. be that division it's minnesota and chicago all of a sudden like at the very top because if green bay's going with Jordan Love, Detroit's going to be horrible. So those two teams, like Minnesota and Chicago, will be battling it out. And I don't know, Minnesota, I mean, their their defense was horrible last year. If they just are decent this year, they'll have a good team. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, like Miami, obviously, is going to be up there. I saw the Bengals on that graphic. I think they might be a year away. How's their defense looking? Yeah. That's I, I my mean, I, big thing. I, I really like Jesse Bates. Um, I'm pretty sure they got Geno Atkins back. So I don't know. I don't think it's horrible. I, I think they're probably a year or two away. Mm-hmm. But if Burrow's healthy, I don't think – I personally don't think the Steelers are going to be that good. I think Big Ben yeah. is eh. – Mm. I could like I would not be surprised if they finish last in that division, and that's kind yeah. of a hot take. I feel like, but mm. the the thing with that division and like the Bengals maybe becoming a playoff team is like a good thing. Like something going for the Bengals is that yeah, I I I think a lot of people see like a decline in the Steelers, sort of a big like if they don't fix the quarterback issue, they might be in a, a rut here in a little bit. Um, but the Browns are also. I feel like they're they're just climbing up. Although yeah. actually, I just like it depends on what happens with Baker if they have to give him a bunch of money and end up, you know, not paying other people. I don't really know what happens there, but I think they're gonna well, have same a good with year. Um, same with Lamar. Mm-hmm. And Lamar, yeah. So yeah, we could see that that division. Uh, I don't know how much longer Burrow has. What if they probably four more years on his contract, right? Before they, yeah, I don't know. Like they, if they they might be able to out uh, outride. Uh, if the Browns either, you know, have to switch things up or give a bunch of money to Mayfield, and same thing with the Ravens. Yeah, I think both um, those teams could be feeling that 
those contracts in a couple of years when the Bengals could be starting to rise. For sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Should we do this draft? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Did you guys have some, do we have something else? Do we have another team? For the record, I'll throw out the Cardinals. I think they're either going to yeah. go eight and eight or they surprise people and maybe they do. They're super talented, but For sure. we'll put that For on sure. the record. They're, them and the um, Dolphins to me are like the exact same team or exact same situations. Like, right. Wouldn't be surprised if they're mediocre, but also they'll, they've got the, the team to like go to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Okay. Best sports venues. I've been wanting to do this draft for a while. feel bad that Brandon's not here because I think there's a lot of different directions we could go with it. Like there's a lot of picks that I would be interested to see. So um eli if you can make a graphic for this when we put it out that'd be awesome because i kind of want to see what other people have to say about it um yeah do you i don't have like actually do you have something you can like write it down on right yeah now or... i'll write it down yeah oh, okay and you don't have to put it out until tuesday because that's when the episode will be out anyways so all right does this pen work yes it does um Let's start with who wants to start? Does anyone like I'll go first? And, oh, no, you guys don't want to start. Okay, I'll start. You can go. You can go. Nope. And then we'll go, <laughs> we'll go clockwise on the screen. So, Jack, Eli. Oh, on my screen at least. So, we'll go Eli, Matthew, Matthew, Eli, Jack. We'll snake it. Okay. Okay. So, here, let me. So, with Jack, Eli. No, this pen's going to die on me. Come on. <laughs> Oh, you've got to be kidding me. All right, I'll just um, put in my notes then on my phone. Okay. Um, so I have the first pick. I'm going to take, with the first pick, I am going to take Augusta National, the golf club for the Masters. That is where I'm going with my first pick. I think the value that Augusta holds in comparison to all the other courses in golf is like, insane like the difference between augusta versus even pebble beach and saint andrews those are like two of the top other courses and people can play those other courses you know augusta there's like 300 members in the entire world and you have to get an invite from one of those 300 people to play like just the exclusivity of it there's no phones allowed when you play or during the masters they take your phones so it's like i don't know just i love the way that that club is set up and everything about it so that is what i'm gonna go for the number one pick well i i was like only looking at like stadiums and like arenas and stuff but i know that's kind of uh that's kind of why i picked it like it's a little bit outside the box and so but that's so that's an excellent pick thank you um (laughs) okay i I think my first one, I'm going to go with, I don't know if my defense for that is going to hold up. It should. I'm going to go with Beaver Stadium, Penn State's football stadium. Uh, um, what was that for? No, that's a good pick. I like that one. Uh, uh, um, yeah, no, I just – <laughs> there's something, there's something that I, I love Do you think I like so where you going to diss it? <laughs> well, you, uh, and I was like, I was like, I thought that was, I thought that was a good thing. I'm like, I love the stadium. No, I, I love the like the simplicity of it, just like the bowl. 
but you can just pack so many people in there. And honestly, I one of the coolest like pictures of a stadium for like any sport, anything is like a Penn State like wideout game. Like it just it looks like there's like a million people in that 100%. ginormous bowl. But um, but no, I just I love I love the stadium. It's like it's a pretty simple looking stadium, but I don't know. There, there's some. Well, that's why I like I like this draft it. is called venues because it's not just stadiums and it's not just like these stadiums that like the atmosphere because that's why what that's why I like Beaver Stadium so much is because the atmosphere is so sick and I we drove past it when we drove to New York a couple years ago like it's just on the like right out off the freeway and it's crazy because that everything's flat around it there's like no trees and it's just a ginormous stadium just like you're like oh that's it like <laughs> it's crazy all right matthew two right. yeah this is tough i'm my one my one stadium i'm gonna wait on and see if it uh drops to me in my third pick um oh, so my first pick here i'm gonna go with the rose bowl uh, uh, that, luckily, was, that was high on my list had yeah had the opportunity to go to this one and everything about it i mean the hype is real it is an amazing, it's an old stadium, but you just, you walk in and players don't even have to be on the field and you just have this aura of like, this is a big game. And it's just, it's amazing. There's a golf course you park on and you walk down and just the, I didn't go to the parade, but the parade sounds like it's really cool. The bands are literally like right there right on the field it's just an amazing atmosphere it's undescribable you look out and you just see like the mountains in the background and the sun sets like right in the third quarter it's just amazing the rose bowl is amazing so that'll be my first pack yep and then i'm gonna go with i want to go with the golf course i'm gonna go with pebble beach um just a beautiful beautiful golf course um venues wise i mean you just look at Google images and you just haul oh, like this is a, it's a beautiful golf course. So that's, that's my reasoning for that one. Not a huge golf guy, but it's beautiful. And what are you going to do? I, see, I like that reasoning because it's like the reasoning I use for Augusta, like everything I didn't say about Augusta, you use for Pebble, like the visually stunning aspect about Pebble is an awesome. The fact that you can just play it as a regular person is awesome. Like that's what makes Pebble so great. And like Pebble and Augusta are just so opposite, but that's why it makes, I think each of them so great is because like how different they are, but how equally like amazing they are for sure. Mm -hmm. Up next. Yeah. We'll do four each. Are you guys cool with that? Oh yeah. Four. Yeah. All right. Uh, with my second pick, I'm going to go with, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. Um, alliance arena it's like a l l i a n z it's a it's a soccer stadium oh. it's for Bayern munich but if you look up if you look up i know i, I didn't think you guys would maybe recognize it you may have seen it for a minute it honestly might be i think there's multiple places with a, like the same sponsor but it's in germany it, if you look at a picture of it it's got um it's got like these panels or something all over it and they can like they can change the color of all these panels and have all these different like cool designs and things like that on there. And like, it looks, it looks really cool. And if you, if you just look it up on like on Google, oh, they, wow. they yeah, have that's sick. yeah, like they have, they have a bunch of different things they can do there. And then uh, I don't know what it's capacity, but it's also just, it's just a big, 
it's kind of it's kind of like the bowl but like this the um the whole thing isn't covered but just like the seats are covered yeah that's, well, no, uh, mainly the out mainly the outside is why i love it so much i like that okay um my second and third pick i am gonna go with my second <clears throat> pick i'm gonna go with fenway park um again i think eli have you guys both been there i have not uh, I have. I That's so probably. funny that Matthew is like the <laughs> baseball guy and he has not been there. And Eli yeah. knows nothing about baseball, but he's been there. Uh, yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah, I, it's just, it's so sick. Matthew, you need to go there. I know you already know that, but yeah, it's just, Fenway Park is awesome. The Green Monster is one of the most iconic things in sports. So yeah, Fenway Park, I figured if I didn't take it, it would go somewhere else. Um I'm going to go kind of like, um, what unique, I don't know, whatever here. I'm going to go Howard J. Lamade, Lamad stadium. Um, that is the home of the little league world series. And I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. I, they don't say it a lot on TV. Like they, it's usually just the, the aerial shot of, or the shot of the little league world series, but the how I don't know I just love the Lily World Series I love that event I had so many dreams of playing in the Lily World Series and that stadium is just like I don't know it's it's everything that you dream of when you are growing up playing baseball so that is going to be my third pick Williamsport Pennsylvania all right my next pick um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, that's um, a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is like I, I've never been there, but I mean for the fact that I've never been there and I hear so much about it, like it's like a um then did did two teams play there? There's so many there's like I know the Knicks or, play there, I know I'm pretty sure hockey plays there. I think probably oh, wow. like they just have a ton of events there. Yeah. And like, I know when you hear about, um, or like, you know, like, uh, like singers and bands and stuff, then, you know, like they get to play at the garden or whatever. Maybe that's Rose garden. They talk about, I don't know. Madison square garden though. is still like a, it's like a prestigious place to be able to perform, whether it's, it's like sports yeah. or a concert or something like that. And, yeah, it's so like it's a, the it's the Rangers, the Knicks, like and St. John's basketball play there. So there you go. Cool. But they don't. Yeah, you're right. They, it's like it's not just sports. It's yeah. I mean, I, it, the amount of like famous concerts there are insane that I'm looking at. There's NFL draft. There's Grammys. There's All Star games. Yeah, for sure. All right, Matthew, last two picks. Oh, shoot. I got to make both of them right now. Okay. Yeah, you do. All right. Second one, I'm going to have to think about while I'm talking about the first one. I'm going to go with <laughs> Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, the Ivy, the famous Ivy. Jack, you've been there, right? Yes, I have. I have not. <laughs> That's on the list, too. I went to Chicago when I was eight, and we, for some reason, we decided to go to a Brewers game when we went to Milwaukee. <laughs> 
and did not go to a Cubs game. <laughs> uh, they might have been out of town that week. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't go to the Cubs. They game. also they sell out every yeah. single game. Like it's same yeah. with Fenway. Those are it's insane. I love the fact that there's apartments across the road and they have seats and it's like, literally you can just go up there and watch a game and you're not even like in the field. So cool. Like, it's just, it's so cool. that it's like road right next to it. You just walk out and you're like, you're on a road. Like it's not separate from anything. It's in the friggin' city. Uh, I debated, I I debated taking Wrigley with my pick. Like if I wasn't going to take Fenway, I would have taken Wrigley. So I, so the, the one I considered, I even considered taking it in the second round, was Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And I kind of remember somebody telling me that it's kind of a dump when you right. walk. Like, yeah. So that was kind of like my panic. Like, uh, what I don't even know. Like draft day, got, you know, team <laughs> slipping. Like I was just like, I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, abort. But okay, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go biased here. Here's my bias final pick husky stadium my bias pick i the venue the water right you can sailgate you can and, and when that stadium is going i i and it's part of me is i haven't been to i've been to a seahawks game before and it's incredibly loud but when husky stadium's going it's just i don't know it was different it's different. I was at the Stanford game when Stanford was like number seven in the nation. We blew them out. And the energy in that stadium is unmatched. It's just, it's, it's unmatched. It is insane when it's really going. Um, but I mean, you can't beat the sailgate in the stadium. You just park your boat and just walk yeah. into a football stadium. It's just, nobody else has that. And yeah, it, August, September, the weather, when the weather is decent, it's just really, it's an awesome stadium to be in. So that's my final pick. <sighs> um, really there's another, there's another soccer stadium I'm thinking of. I don't know much about it other than it looks cool. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. So I don't want to pick that because I don't really have anything to say about it. Um, screw it. I'm just going to say it anyway. All right. <clears throat> so there's a stadium in Italy called the San Siro. And it's – so that's my final pick. It's the San Siro. It's – if you look at it, there's like – each four corners has like a big like pillar almost. Um, if you look at a picture of it, I don't know if people can sit in there or not, but it kind of looks like a castle. Um, it's a pretty old stadium, if I remember correctly. Uh, like, I think it might be going out of commission soon. But growing up playing FIFA, and you can, like, change a stadium, I'd always change it to San Siro. It just kind of reminds me of, like, a castle. It's got, like, these, it's got, like, these big spires on the corners. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of just like my yeah it's kind of just like my, pretty neat. my last last pick though yeah yeah and so it's i just think it's so unique uh yeah that's cool i'm looking at it right now sweet yeah i like it um okay my last pick again gonna go a little outside the box here um because i knew no one would take this i'm gonna go with the roman coliseum 
Ooh. Um, <laughs> Bill in the consideration. I know. That's why I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna throw a wild card out here. But if you talk about history, <laughs> I mean, you can't bring up history it's, for it's any the other most venue. Menu of all time, probably. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, built in what, like 70 AD, um, yeah. host of, I was like, I've been, I've been like looking on Wikipedia, like what they say, the history, they're like gladiator battles with like 10,000 animals or something like that, like just insane. And it's like, the largest standing amphitheater, largest amphitheater ever built. I don't know. I was, I was like, I'll go the history one here and just throw a little wild card in there and go with the Roman Coliseum. So, <laughs> Yeah, like so that's it. our draft. You want to hear something crazy about the Coliseum? Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, I think I have, like, a delay. It's hard for me to, like... Yeah, you yeah you're frozen. Like, interject. Anyway. Okay. Um, no, so uh, at my little tiny private school, we learned Latin, and we learned a lot about Roman history, and I'm pretty sure it was in the Coliseum. I don't know where else it would have been, but they can... Um, there's, like... It's almost like a pit, like there's like huge, or at least it was. I don't know if it's all like broken or whatever, but um, they, they'd fill it with water and have like ships in there and have the ships have like battles and stuff. That's so cool. Like, I don't know how, but like the ancient Romans somehow had the engineering to like fill it with water and then people can like watch like these ships like fight and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know how they did it, but they did. And it's just like, that's awesome. Insane. Okay, right. so Eli's going to make a graphic and we'll post it on our Instagram and we'll put our names in the comments and you like the comment that you think won the draft. And we'll be doing these all summer. So if you have a name or if a draft suggestion, let us know. Yeah, honorable mentions. I had Cameron Indoor for an honorable mention. Um, I'm assuming Eli does not have any honorable mentions because he struggled to find his last pick. Well... <laughs> So there was one I was thinking of, and I might have to be corrected on this. So, because the the Olympic trials are held in Eugene, Oregon, right? Oh yeah, yeah like talking about like Track World or whatever. Like what's or is that what yeah. it's called? Something like that. Track yeah. Town USA. Track Town USA. USA. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it, but I was just that was something that was kind of floating around in my head, but like I. Yeah, I hadn't looked into it at all before. Yeah. What's it gotcha. called? Track World? Yeah, I'll, I'll look track it up. Town, later, track Town. Yeah, track Town. Track Town. My Oregon friend, Corey, is uh, volunteering for that, for something with the trials. So he, uh, yeah, he cool. loves that uh, yeah. stadium venue. That's cool. Pretty cool. Any other honorable mentions, Matthew? I don't know. Lambo and yeah. Yankee Stadium. Just that the history and everything. I, 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 they're just not like, I don't know. The area, like Lambo, I just, when I think of Lambo, I think of like snow and yeah. like, I don't really want to be there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't same. Know. <laughs> same. All right, boys. Good show. Um, we went longer than I thought we would. So good stuff. And I'm doing this talking, talking with Shane and Sam tomorrow or later in this episode so we're gonna go to shane and sam right now and uh yeah we'll be back next week so see you boys then and this is my interview with sam and shane all right now welcome on very special guest is my good good friend shane Beringer. shane 
Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jack. All right. It's good so, to be here. I think I said Sam was going to be on because we did a little bit yesterday, me, Matthew, and Eli. Uh, Matthew says hi, by the way. Oh, Matthew Johnson. Matthew. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> um, so we're just going to talk a little NBA, preview the playoffs, give our MVP and all NBA stuff. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of prep you guys for the play-in games, first round matchups. We can really just talk about whatever we want, however long we want. Oh, Sam is here. I'm here. Holy King. What's up? I just introed Shane and go. I went, oh, Sam's not going to be here, even though I said he was going to be here. Let's go. He's here. Um, all right. So yeah, let's just get right into it, boys. Um, let's start in the East. Because the playoff play-in games, I'm I think tomorrow it starts in the East. Yep. So it's seven eight. Okay, what what are you guys' official stance on the playing games? That's kind of what I want to hear first. Because there's I feel like like the sports world, not even just the NBA world, like the sports world is super split on yeah what they think about this. So, so I think it's a great thing for basketball because like the last two weeks of the season had way more hype than any of the last two weeks of the last like seasons previous. So it gave a lot more, I don't know, depth to those games and allowed those teams to like fight for their spots. Like take the Hornets for example. Like they yeah. kinda they dealt with some injuries all year and they had to fight and claw to get the ten seed and they honestly might, you know, get a spot in the playoffs as a ten seed. So I really like it. Um I feel bad for the Lakers. They have to play in the right. tournament. You know, right. like they're they if they, you know, crap the bed, they're going to maybe not make the playoffs, but they're probably going to win their game, so. Well, that's the only, yeah, that's the only thing that I don't like about it is that the Lakers, who are 42 and 30, yeah. are in the same situation as the, well, kind of the same situation as the Spurs, who are 33 yeah. and 39. Like, yeah. Lakers are 12 games over 500, and the Spurs are six games under 500, and they're in the same situation. Yeah, that sucks, but it makes for some of the most exciting games we've ever seen in the NBA. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. Well, it's okay, the Lakers, this Lakers-Warriors game is, oh I, I think it'll be more watched than any NBA final game. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's, we, as NBA fans, we never get to see a one-game right playoff. Like, it's, it's always a series, a game, a series of five or a series of seven. So, this is going to be, I've never seen an NBA game that had so much up on one game, you know? And I, Steph Curry against LeBron, I'm, that's pretty sweet. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there for that. But if you want to take it to the East, um, the seven and eight game in the East is between the Celtics and Wizards. Um, the Wizards are 15 and five in their last 20 games. So that means like Westbrook has been absolutely firing. Like obviously he passed Oscar Robinson, the most triple doubles of all time. Amazing feat by him. But the I'm kind of worried for the Wizards because I'm not the biggest Westbrook believer. Right. Like, he is a really, really, really good player, plays a lot of heart and intensity, but some of his efficiency numbers aren't that great, and that's kind of the thing that I that fears me in a one-game play-in scenario. Like, if he keeps taking too many shots, that might take yeah. the Wizards behind. And uh, the Celtics have Jalen Brown and Tatum, so... Is Brown back? Because he was hurt, right? Yeah. I don't know what's what's is is Beal healthy too? He, yeah, he no, played right. Yeah, Beal and Westbrook are both healthy. Yeah. But Brown is unsure. Uh, Brown's been day to day. I'm pretty sure he's gonna play in the playoffs. Okay, though. good, yeah. good. I don't know what it, if you had to pick. Are you riding with the Celtics or the Wizards? Uh, I have. Let's see what I have here. I'm pretty sure I have the Celtics. Uh, 
losing the first game and winning the second game against like the Pacers. Yeah. Um, I, I think the um, the Wizards just have been the better team the last you know twenty games of the season, but. I'm a little bit hesitant on the whole Westbrook deal, but right. but he is a great player, so I can't do not take that from the him. The Celtics have had a pretty disappointing season. Though. Absolutely. So. I, yeah, the fact that they're playing in this playing game is definitely not where they <laughs> thought they would yeah. be. Yeah. And the thing about these playing games is, one team can just absolutely pop off, and yeah. that's just it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and like the Wizards have that. Yeah. Absolutely. The Celtics do too, but uh, I think the Wizards might have it more than the Celtics. I, yeah, have, I think so like, too. Like Bill Bertons can pop off, but and Bertons, they got they got some guys that haven't been super consistent all year, but have the ability to just catch fire and and really take charge. I, and I feel like Russell Westbrook in this sort of game, like I wouldn't be surprised if he played all forty eight minutes and like just <laughs> exactly blows yeah. himself out. Like he's that kind of player that yeah, would just Russell. like yeah. right, like he would just mm-hmm. he just would put the team on his back and go for it. Exactly. So. Yeah, I, I like the Wizards in this one too. I, the, yeah, the Celtics are kind of what we've just been saying, like super disappointing season. Yeah. Um, I mean, what 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 do they need? It's, it's Celtics. Yeah, they need a big man. They they don't have they, they have Tristan Thompson as their big man. That guy was good <laughs> eight years ago. And same with Kemba sucks. Yeah, well, Kemba's what been playing a little. He, he's been playing a little bit better, but he just looks a little bit lost and a little bit yeah. just like hesitant on the floor. Um, it's got to be tough when you got two stud, two young studs that everyone's getting attention. But for sure, same. Marcus Smart's a weird player. Like I feel like a lot of people yeah. would like him, but I don't know if he fits with this team. No, because like you said, they have two young like wings, right? Brown, yeah. and that's what Smart is. And Smart's a great, like I think he's a he's great piece guy. For he's a great for sure blue guy. The thing about the Celtics is all of their problems sound like coaching problems and like chemistry problems, but I don't think that's that's the case. Yeah. I, I think like they just need to do like. A reflection period of like maybe they need to change some guys maybe they need to mix and match but yeah. they have a good core group but I just don't think that they have the right pieces around their core group to make them good all right 9-10 game Pacers so I don't know a ton about Pacers have Levert right yeah uh no Sabonis. Oh, they have Sabonis. Sabonis and Brogdon where is Levert just that's a totally sidetrack uh Levert is on the he's on the Rockets no he's not he got you know, he's on the Pacers. He's on the, he's Pacers. On the Pacers, right? Yeah, he's on the Pacers. Yeah, right. okay. He went from the Rockets. He went from the Nets to the Rockets and then traded to the Pacers. Right. So And then Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that I'm worried about, um, there's a lot of injuries in, in this game. Sabonis is day-to-day with the quad, and Brogdon's been out for a long time with a hamstring. Um, Interesting. Lavert has kind of been balling. He is an absolute monster. I'm a really big fan of his. Um, the thing about the Hornets is they have everyone back except for Hayward. And he is their X factor. Yeah, definitely. Lamelo is a great player and really good passer. Has great vision, but he isn't uh, an officiator like with he the ball. over. Yeah, he, he he doesn't run the offense like Hayward does. Mm-hmm. Like he can provide a spark plug and make great plat passes and hit some jump shots, but he's not going to command the offense. And I'm really intrigued to see what that one game playoff is between those two teams because Brogdon is one of the most like underrated explosive players in the league. He's one of the only people to go 50 40 90 in a season yeah, that's so which that's is pretty insane. crazy he did that like three years ago and then um so bonus is a great player too but if they're both banged up i don't know how that game's gonna go i saw something about indiana i think cole told me that they have they might be like the first team in nba history i don't know if that's true but he said something about them having three 20-point-per-game scores. Like, they're one of the only teams ever to have That's crazy. three 20-point-per-game scores yeah. on their roster. They, they do. Have, Brogdon has 21. That's such an interesting set that's never... 
Right. I, I don't know if it's first in NBA history, yeah. but that would be first interesting. In, because... First and probably since the LeBron Heat trio. Yeah, honestly. but I mean, like Brogdon twenty one, Karras twenty point seven, Sabonis yeah. twenty point three. Like it's barely that. That's but pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. Now that I say that, first NBA history seems a little bit. Yeah. But I don't. It's a pretty cool stat. So, Sammy, who are you picking in the Celtics, Wizards, and Pacers, Hornets? Uh, well, I'm probably picking Wizards. Just. Okay. Just the X factor. Gotcha. Uh, I think Beal and, and Westbrook can just pop off, and I don't know, just based on the disappointing season from the Celtics. Um, and I'm probably picking the Hornets just because. I haven't heard too much hype about the Pacers, and yeah. I'm those are the, definitely the teams I'd want the, to see win. Uh huh, and I'm loving the the chemistry with the Hornets. It just looks good. Terry Rozier, baby. Yeah. So then, okay, so Scary then Terry. you get then you get Celtics Hornets. Mm-hmm. Who do we like there? Oh, I'm taking the Celtics to the bank. I'm sorry, they've they made it to three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals. They're they're a team that has under underachieved this year, and I think that they'll be able to pull one out. For one sure. game because they just have the talent. I would hope if they man if they lose, <laughs> if they go if they lose to the Wizards and the Hornets back to back games. If they if they lose, they're firing someone like front. There's some firing yeah. front office or coach, and that's just the way the NBA goes. Yeah, you'd have to at that point. <laughs> I mean, the, the Celtics. Yeah, like you don't miss the playoffs if you're the Celtics like that. Yeah. Um. All right, West. The Lakers. This is the matchup we wanted to see. This is the matchup everyone wanted to see. This is going to be... I really do think it's going to be the more watched game than... Well, with Steph has been playing, oh, he has just been nuts. Yeah. I mean, this is... It's set up perfectly, too, for this game to be... like The hype for this game, because of how well Steph's been playing, the fact that now LeBron's healthy, AD's healthy, like... I think we were, we were talking about this the other day. For this game to be... The only problem with this game is that Steph's going to need to play out of his mind right. for this to even be a close game. Yeah, but that's kind of been the case with the Warriors true, all year. True, But, dude, LeBron and AD have, like, not played together at all this year. Yeah. yeah and that's something that's going to be interesting to watch because they're both going to want to kind of do their thing, mm-hmm. and they really haven't played together this year. Well, that's, a, that's just, their whole team. Like, is they have a... Even though it's you know LeBron and AD from last year, they have a different team than they did last year. And you're right, like they have not played together at all. And I think that's kind of what people are just like, oh, it's LeBron, right? Like they're automatically, and myself included, like this whole year I've been you like, can't bet against them, right? Yeah. This whole year I've been like, I, I'm, it's Lakers Nets, Lakers are winning, and I don't even want to consider <laughs> anything else. Right, yeah. And now the more that uh, maybe it's just, you know, I honestly think part of it is growing up watching. Laker or uh, Warriors Cavs for four mm-hmm. years in a row and yeah. just being like the NBA is the most boring thing on television because it was yeah. for four years. Yeah. But now like I really I want to believe that the Lakers are not very good in the West. If that's the case, if the Lakers are just in the mix, then the West is wide open and uh-huh. it's gonna be a insane playoffs. Yeah. I've been like trying to get myself to say that the Suns are going to beat the Lakers <laughs> in the first round. And I want to so bad. And I'll get to that when we get to that. Can moment. we just agree that the Lakers-Warriors game is going to be awesome? Oh, yeah. I hope Steph pops off and we get a good game. Yeah. But the, whoever loses is going to win the next game. Yeah, that's 100% a fact. The Grizzlies are good, but they just don't have the 
the firepower. Let me say something real quick about the Warriors. Um, for them to beat the Lakers, there's going to have to be one player that pops off, and it's not Steph Curry. It's going to have to be Andrew Wiggins. If he can get hot early, he is play, he's playing very, very good defense. I never thought I'd say those words ever. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins was an abysmal defender when he was on the T-Wolves, but they actually whipped him into shape, and if he can get going on the offensive end, he is so athletic, and if he gets plugged in, man, he, he's going to be tough for the Lakers to defend. But I uh, That's what I hope he does, too, because that game's the, the game will be yeah so much more entertaining if it's like if it's close, if it's a good good game, it, there's nothing more you could want than. Yeah, I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about uh, thinking about the coach Steve Kerr top, just drawing up sideline plays four minutes left for Steph. I'm just I'm excited. That's gonna be a sweet with, game with because you know if like down the stretch in that play in game like LeBron or AD will be draped all over him and just like I want to see that from Steph. Just incredible shot making because I know it's out there. Yeah. They're gonna have so much fun. You know that the players are just gonna have yeah. Because I think both of these teams realize, like, even if we lose, like, yeah. the Spurs or Grizzlies, like, we can yeah. take either of those teams in a one-game playoff. Yeah. It's insane that the Spurs are still, like, Dude, they, they somehow were, are in They this. were in, like, the four slot with, like, two weeks before the All-Star break. Yeah. And then they just slid the entire way down. But, man, I, I don't know. I, I still have them in the back of my head. DeMar DeRozan is still a pretty good player. For sure. For but sure. Uh, I, I think the Grizzlies just have too many players. Like, John Morant obviously is awesome, but... Jonas Valanciunas is a rebound machine. Like he'll get like twenty and twenty for sure like all the time. For sure, I, I just I think the Spurs are probably like the most boring team though in the NBA. Yeah, like yeah, they're you don't hear anything about them. no, and they're just in this game yep. somehow. It's like since oh. they lost Tony Parker and Ginobili and yeah Duncan. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah, about, who's the Spurs? They lost. They have they have a better record than the Pelicans though. I wish the Pelicans were playing in this game. If that would be crazy, if it was if it was Jog and Zion. Oh, that'd be so much better than playing. yeah. That'd be Grizzly Spurs. You get so many more views for sure. So many. I mean, Zion on our on our television is just it like it, yeah, that's then, views for yeah. ESPN no matter I mean, what by itself, and then Zion versus Jaw in the, the playoff game. Yeah, I think that I think the Pelicans are close. I hope. Yeah. I don't know if Ingram and um and Zion Zion are a great fit. I I think they could be man. I think they need to get some. They need to get a uh, a big man that can kind of pass the ball a little bit because they got Stephen Adams to be like their defensive anchor. But if you have Zion who can't really play on the wing and you have Stephen Adams in there, the lane's just gonna be clogged sure. up. He's not gonna be able to do anything. So if they can get a big man that can kind of stretch the floor out to allow the lane to clear up for Zion, for sure, that'd I be like huge. That. And because you can't really play Zion at the five, like he's no, not he's not big enough. He's not tall yeah. enough. And also like. They had one of the worst defensive ratings of any teams. Really? Yeah, all year. And that makes sense. It's weird because Brandon Ingram and Lonzo were great defenders when they were on the Lakers, but Brandon Ingram kind of slacked off um, a little bit. But Lonzo's still been pretty. Brandon pretty Ingram just has taken the like I'm a star player. I only am going to shoot now. Yeah, like, that's just he's just taken that. He like, thinks he's better than Zion. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a hard realization for him to face. Being for like, sure. that I'm not. All right. West or East first? What do we want? Um, let's go West first. West. All right. Let's stay in the West. Do you guys believe in? Let's, let's just. Do you believe in Utah? They're the, They've been the one seed basically the entire the season. Early season. What did they start? Also, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they were all the hype, and then other teams started coming together. And they had some injuries, right? I'm pretty. <sighs> it did. 
Uh, has Mitchell been out for a while? Donovan Mitchell was out for the last like two weeks, kind of, okay. with, like a nagging hamstring deal. Um, they have been the best offensive team in the entire league, and they've been in first in three point attempts. They're three point shooting. And fifth and three point percentage the entire year. Okay. So like they're they have the highest point differential of any team in the league. Wow. So I'm not gonna tell you that they're gonna lock down everyone in the playoffs, but if they can shoot with a high efficiency in the playoffs, they're gonna be a force to reckon with. Like they have so many guys. What, they're really deep. Yeah, and what I remember from the early season and continuing on is they were beating good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Beating solid teams. Handily, so yeah, like obviously, we know Rudy Gobert is a, a monster, but like one of the unsung guys of the Jazz is Royce O'Neal, like their power forward. He is going to be so crucial in guarding those, like, you know, big wings in the West, like you know, Kawhi and Paul George. If they ever make they ever cross paths like that, he plays 31 minutes a game for them. Royce O'Neal, yeah, oh, he's that's beast. insane, yeah, no, he's. He's not very popular, but he is really, really good. Um, he Joe, plays more than more than Gobert yeah. uh, per game, but I mean, still. Yeah, Royce O'Neal or uh, excuse me, Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson are also huge X factors in that game too. Like, they have so many yeah. good names. They have so many guys. They're a great, great team. Um, but to get back to the point, would I take him over the Lakers? No. I yeah, I don't, I don't know if I feel confident like picking them to win the West. That's the thing. They don't have they don't have I just don't think they have the guys to do it. Like the the I can see the Clippers coming out of the West. I can see the Lakers coming out of the West. I don't know if I can see anybody else. I want to say that the Suns, but they'd have to show me first. Yeah, the Suns are like beside okay, first of all, what CP3's done to this team is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like it's insane how he's gone from is it like four or five different teams now and he just wins like it's yeah. it's unbelievable it's what he did with OKC last year I thought was in, insane yeah. and they then he does the same them. thing yeah and then he does the same thing this season with yeah. with Phoenix I mean yeah. it's crazy it's crazy how good this guy is yeah. and he's just I don't think people know MVP talk for sure yeah, yeah no, definitely he's, he's awesome um, one of the things that Phoenix does really really well is they have the like sl- the second slowest pace in the West, which is possessions per game. So okay. they have ninety seven possessions per game, and that's what I think is going to be like the key factor if they can control the pace of the game in their series versus the Lakers if they win their first game. I mean that would be a great that would be a great series. Would yeah, be. like if they can control the pace of that game and get their shots and get quality shots, then they might have a good chance because any series that Chris Paul is in, their team is going to be competitive. Man, what a what a story this would be for Chris Paul to finally get to a finals with this team. Yeah, yeah historically he hasn't been very good in the playoffs, right? Yeah, you're exactly. That's, that's kind of the, the thing. That's the biggest knock on Chris. like that's why no one I think that's why like no one really believes in Chris Paul. Because yeah. every season we have this talk about how great he is mm-hmm. and how no one really talks about Chris Paul. And then like he kind of gets this high like last year I was like with OKC oh, yeah. who they beat in the- they almost beat Houston. Right, right. And that was a great series. And it was like, Chris Paul just can never do it in the playoffs. So I really hope... That sucks. Well, a lot of the teams that Chris Paul has been on in his past haven't really necessarily deserved to win. Like, you could say the Clippers. Yeah. It was like Lob City. They were pretty sweet. But, like, honestly, those guys were young. Like, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and Chris Paul were all still relatively young. For sure. Same with Lou Will. But I'm a big proponent. He's a winning player. He'll make the defensive plays and the right passes to. I just hope for Phoenix 
like the fans and the team of Phoenix that, that they don't get the Lakers. That it would suck for them. So bad, they haven't man. been in the playoffs, Phoenix, in forever. And then to be like, oh yeah, your first round matchup against LeBron, like that'd be that'd just be brutal. Yeah. As a seven seed too, like that sucks. You you got all the way to a two seed, one game out of first place, and you have to play LeBron. Yeah, but still, they uh, you, you never know. That's true, you man. You never know what they could do. I I, I mean I. I hope that the, this. I mean, if the Suns beat the Lakers, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I just think like that's worst case scenario for definitely the Suns would be to be matched up with the uh, Lakers yeah. first round. Worst case. Yeah, I think if there's one team in in the West that can do it, I think it is the Suns, though. You think so? I you do. think over the the only other team that I would counter that would be the Clippers. Uh, see, that's the thing. I no, I don't really like the Clippers. I just think they match up better with. I saw firsthand. Paul George throw a three-pointer yeah, off the backboard. And I've seen him do that so many times in the playoffs. That's true. I'm not going to say that I'm ready to see the Clippers win the West. Um, they have the most talent on their – they probably have more talent on the roster than the Suns do. But if Devin Booker is going to average like 26 points a game like he does in the regular season and they're going to have Miles Bridges and Jay Crowder like lockdown defenders and – three and D guys, I think they have a solid, solid chance. The only knock on the Suns is they only have DeAndre Ayton as their center. Right. Like, they have, like, isn't his name Dario Saric? He's like some 6'10 white guy. He's kind of like, <laughs> he's pretty good. He's kind he, of a beast. He is a beast. He's on my he's on my fantasy team this year, but he, um, <laughs> he's not a force to be reckoned with. Like, he's not going to go toe-to-toe right. with Jokic. Right. So, no, no, yeah, not at all. And that's the biggest knock on the Suns, their size. That's true. That's... Like, you have Crowder and Bridges are your wings trying to guard yeah. and LeBron. Then, and then you have Cam Johnson and Cameron Payne coming off the bench, but those guys are still super young. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Which is, it's, they have a weird mix of veterans and, and young guys, but it just, they, I don't, yeah, I think you're right. This rest of the Suns might not be there yet, but you're going to lose Chris Paul in a couple of years, which sucks. Yeah. I just wonder if this is the series where we see Devin Booker really, really, really shine. Because That'd he be got, awesome. He got his opportunity last year in the bubble when they had the win, oh, man, to win those 8-0. Oh. No, he did. No, he had his opportunity. They just right, that's right. They just got screwed. They went 9-0. Oh. Yeah, they, they went, yeah, they went 8-0 and, oh and had to just got smoked by the everyone else winning their games. Yeah. But it's tough. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, they, they play with a lot of heart, man. I, I like the Suns. I think their coach, Monty Williams, is going to win Coach of the Year. He he will. That is, yeah, yeah, I agree. He should. He's awesome. Um, okay, so I want to talk I think like Dallas and Portland are the same team in my eyes. Like they're super similar mm. with Damon Luca and just they're all offense. Like both teams, yeah, right? For sure. So I don't know what <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at the standings right now. It's funny cuz five Dallas is 5 at 42 and 30, Portland 6 at 42 and 30, and they play Portland plays Denver, who's forty-seven and twenty-five. Dallas plays the Clippers, who are forty-seven and twenty-five. So it's two teams mm-hmm. playing two teams with the same record. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, yep. The Clippers slid, by the way. I don't know if you saw everything on uh, ESPN. Um, the Clippers purposely they played. Oh, that's they right. They played the Rockets, and then they played the uh, Thunder, two worst teams in the NBA. They lost both of them on purpose so they could avoid the Lakers. Because, what do you think of that? Um, I don't <laughs> I if I'm the Clippers, it's the smart thing to do because 
if they have to play the Lakers in round one, they're probably going to lose, and then the entire Clippers franchise is going to blow up. They're probably going to make it to the West Finals now because they're going to beat the Mavs. Yeah, I, I I love watching the Mavericks and I love watching Luca, but I, this team sucks. Like, let's be honest, the Maver- <laughs> yeah. the rest of the Mavericks is bad. Yeah, Kristaps Porzingis is gonna get hurt in Game Two. No, no offense to the guy, but I just can't count on him to be healthy. He wasn't last year. Yeah, I and the, like the Clippers are just be- yeah. I I think they win this game. And they have they just have no experience. Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and well, then Kawhi and the people on the Clippers are just gonna. And they're, they're going to know what's going on. Yeah. I like this same series was last year, right? And Luca had to go off to win. Uh-huh. I think I think it was in six. I think Clippers won in six, and it like yeah, it was the two games that Dallas won was when Luca just game winners. Yeah, game and win and had to score forty five. Yeah, and like he can't. I like the I like the uh, Clippers roster a lot better this year too. Um, no offense to Lou Williams, but <laughs> he's not a player that you want to be playing in the playoffs because. He's an offensive guy who can't defend. Right. So that's not what you want. So they replaced him with Rajon Rondo, a super, super veteran leader who helped, who was the third best player on the Lakers last year in the playoffs. Right, for sure. For sure. Um, and they also added Boogie Cousins. I'm not going to tell you he's going to be a game changer <laughs> on the on the Clippers, but they, they did sign him, so he's on their team, will be a player in the playoffs for the Clippers. So I don't know. My my vote on that, uh, that series is Clippers in six again. Yeah, I like that. I I don't know if I mean like I like I said earlier I think Dallas is fun to watch. Give Luca a couple of cushion games. Yeah, exactly. You just give him. Yeah, you you <laughs> pencil in him to just go off. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, gonna mm-hmm. drop forty. Yeah. That's why you give him the cush. Right. No. Exactly. Like he's going to. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred percent. Um. Portland versus Denver. I'm a little bit by. I love Portland. Yeah. Me too. But how much have they really changed? They're, they're, no, they're and not. They have just been that close to being good in the past how many years that they've right. just... just in I, don't, dan- I don't know in if they've changed rain. at all. Yeah. That's, the, that's what I'm thinking. They, they, they made some weird moves. Like, they got rid of Gary Trent. Yeah, I hated I that. I hated them. that move. Such a weird move. I th- and I they think, got a guard out of it. Right, they got Norman, <laughs> Norman Powell. Powell who's, a, who's an oversized shooting guard, but still, like... Yeah, I mean, you're they're they're banking on and they have Derek Jones and Robert Covington cuz they added I they they added some interesting pieces to guys that like I think do complement Dame well because they definitely just said like Dame's our Dame's our guy and CJ's our clear number 2. We don't really need anyone else to score. Yeah. Um The only thing I like about this matchup against Denver is like I it's going to be tough for Denver to win because they only have Jokic. Like Murray being out hurts them. You you like them? I they have been playing really well with them. They're gonna win this series. You think so? I'm 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 yeah. going to bet you money on that. I, I have the Nuggets winning in six in this series, Ooh. dude. The, I'm going to bet you money. Oh, I will. I'll bet you money. So here's the thing: <laughs> the the Blazers are not going to do anything in the playoffs when they have CJ McCollum on their team. I interesting. Am a huge CJ McCollum fan. He's a great great basketball player, but he doesn't compliment. Dame. No. If you're gonna be a like they they play together with high chemistry on the court, but just as like a unit together, they're not gonna win games because they're both undersized and can't really defend. 
Like, they're going to have to play the Nets. But they brand. don't have to defend anyone against the Nuggets. The Nuggets don't have guards that can score. Yeah. That's my only thing. Is why That's why I like this matchup for Portland. I don't like Portland to do but anything else here's, further. Here's the mismatch, though. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10", and Aaron Gordon 6'9". Okay. Those guys are both freak athletes, and Jokic is also just a MVP player. Like, he makes... Pat, he makes everyone around him way better. And I just think that... I, I think he's going to carve up the Blazers. The, their defense was, like, historically one of the worst defenses in NBA history this year. No, I, their defense is awful. I don't know. This It's probably a, a, a homer look on it because I like Portland so much. But but Damian Lillard is going to drop 50. And that's the thing. Is <laughs> the Nuggets have not... Or they're a little bit in shambles, you know? Like, they're, they're, they're in new territory without... Uh, Jamal yeah, so. right. That's the, and he was so big for them last year in the playoffs. He won them because the, what they beat the Jazz last year in the playoffs. Did they go to the finals? The West? Yeah, they went to the Western Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nuggets and Murray was a Murray huge part of that. Stepped up. Oh yeah. And I don't remember how uh, Jokic played last year in the playoffs, but I don't he, think it was amazing. He played pretty damn well. He did. Yeah, it was just overshadowed by. Uh, Jamal Murray dropping 40. Yeah. Because he was... The thing about... The reason Jamal Murray got so much hype last year was because he was like a 17-point-per-game guy who was like solid. You know, everyone was like, oh, he's a good player. It's like third year out of Kentucky. And then he just went off toe-to-toe with Donovan Mitchell and dropped 40 back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to is gonna open some people's eyes. He's shooting like... 50% from the field. Like I super, hope so. I hope so. I, he, I've been waiting for, for Michael Porter Jr. to, yeah. Yeah, to play at this for a while. And this is, this yeah, this is his chance because they need a, a number two score in this series. If they're going to keep up, because Portland's going to score. Like, yeah, they don't play defense, but they score. Yeah. And they're going to score. So yeah. Denver needs to keep up with them. And, like, you can't just rely on Jokic for that for, for a seven-game series. Yeah. But that that will definitely be, I think. It'll be good. It, yeah, it'll be a great series. Yeah. All right. Let's just. Who do we like coming out of the West? If you have to, I mean, if you have to put money on it, I don't think I'd put money on anyone oh, but the, the Lakers. West is so tough, man. Like I think if I had to, if like you forced me to put like my house on it, oh yeah, or uh, like that? every single penny that I have, I, like I wouldn't feel comfortable with anyone but the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I agree. If Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt, the West would be so much yeah, more sweet. Yeah, I agree. But here, since since the Lakers are playing the Suns in the first round. I think the Lakers are going to be the only favorite because the the Jazz are going to play the Clippers in round two. Yeah. That's how it works if they both win their series. And that Jazz-Clippers series is going to go for a long time. I don't think I see the Lakers and Nuggets series, if that happens in round two, going for super long. So I think the Lakers are just going to be fresher. And Agreed. Like whoever – even if it's if the Lakers play Portland or Denver – they yeah. cruise. But here's the thing. I We just have no idea what the mojo is going to look like. Like, let's say, what if the Clippers come out and they're just shooting fireballs like the last half of the season they did? Like, the Clippers were, like, the hottest team in the NBA after the All-Star break. They're For shooting, sure. Like, I think I have it in here. They're shooting, like, 39% from the three-point line as a team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, like, berserk. <laughs> like, if you're going to discredit those guys. for No, they've been shooting the lights out for sure. For sure. I think just because I can't pick the Lakers, I have to go with Utah. 
That's who you would go. So okay, if it's not you, if it's not the Lakers, you think I, Utah? I don't know. I I saw something in them this year that I, I I could see them surprising some people. Yeah, dude. They, if they're fully healthy, that's I don't know how healthy. Like is Conley? They are so athletic. Yeah. They can run, and that's that's what I think they they're gonna do. So. And they can shoot. Uh, I think if. Mm, I just can't pick the Lakers. I think if I had to go to someone else besides the Lakers, I. I'd go to the Clippers, just because I've seen Kawhi do it before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Lego's trying to get in here. He keeps butting his head against the door. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. He'll knock over some wires and it'll just be all bad. <laughs> um, okay, if you're not, if I'm not picking the Lakers, yeah. then the Nuggets. No, I'm not. <laughs> Because if the Suns beat the Lakers, yeah, that's true. They have then they have the easy path. So like here's the thing. Talking about. Here was my, the way the path that the Suns are going to beat the Lakers. The Lakers are still, going to have some chemistry issues. I think coming back because it when AD came back from his injury, it took him like five games to get back into shape. For sure, LeBron looked pretty good last night um, or two nights ago, but I think if the Suns can win the first game of the series. That would be huge for them, but pick the Suns, do it. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about it too hard. I'm taking the Suns. All right, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. Okay, the East, I think, at least for the first round, is a little more straightforward. I don't see Philly, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee losing. Yeah, because they it'd be Milwaukee versus Miami. Mm-hmm. That'd be it's a good series. Miami or Miami won it last year, but I don't think they're the same team that we saw go to the finals last year. No. So Not nearly. The, yeah. and Milwaukee's better than they were last year. Milwaukee's a lot better. Yeah, Giannis has some things to say, I think. So I like I like the I like Milwaukee there. Brooklyn and Philly whatever Team comes out of that playing game. I don't think either of them stand a chance against Milwaukee or against Philly or Brooklyn. Right, indeed. Yeah. And the, then the sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say um, something about the Bucks and Heat. Like that is like the only series that is even questionable for sure to, to go over five games for sure. Mm-hmm. Besides, besides the Knicks Hawks, we don't know. No one knows what's going on in that game. I don't so that's that's what I was gonna go with Knicks Hawks. I think <laughs> Philly has a really easy road. In this oh, East, because yeah. they are going to play either Boston, Washington, Indiana, or Charlotte, mm-hmm. and then get to play the winner of the Knicks Hawks. Yeah, and that's I mean, both these teams should not be here. Like both these teams are. Yeah. Well, it's just the strength of the East versus the strength exactly, of the West. Exactly. Which both, is just the thing sorry, that's it. maybe not should be here, but like both these teams are not four or five seeds in playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you put these teams in the West, they're yeah. borderline playoff teams. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, the, Philly gets the winner of Knicks Hawks. I think, I think the Hawks are a more fun team to watch. Like the Knicks are a fun story because yeah. it's New York. Mm-hmm. I love watching Trey Young personally. Like I think Trey Young's awesome. Uh huh. Um, I guess I just I liked him in college when a lot of people doubted him. They were like, no, he's he's like too small to play. And I just was yeah. like, I really want this guy to do well in the NBA. Yeah. I don't like the way he gets fouls called for him though. That's my. Uh, I'm ripe with Trey. I'm not the biggest Trey Young fan. I picked the Knicks to win in seven in this series. But you think it'll go seven? Yeah, dude. I th- these teams are really, really like 
evenly matched because they're both young and they both have not no experience in the playoffs. Um, right, that's what I mean. These so, guys are ahead of schedule for yeah. sure, right? Both of these teams. So I did I did a lot of research on this series because like this is the one I had like no idea yeah. about. Um, Julius Randall. I have the stats here. Let me pull it up. I think he's just the bigger X factor. Julius Randle. So in their head-to-head games, Julius Randle against the Hawks averaged thirty-seven points, twelve point three rebounds, and six point seven assists. Thirty-seven. Jeez. Yeah. And that's in three games against the Hawks. They have oh, no right one now. to guard him. He's right. six eight and a bowling ball. Like they don't have any wings that <laughs> he's are. A, he's a worse Zion. Bro. Yeah, he he <laughs> is. No, he's a he's a nicer Zion. Except a little bit less Zion athletic. Can, I can shoot a little bit better. Yeah, he's got a little bit of wing to him. But that's the thing. Like The Knicks play really good defense, and I think that Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, and he realizes that Trey Young is perhaps one of the worst defenders in the league, and I think they're going to attack that. I agree. And, and I that's, like why I have, that's why I have the Knicks gone, because they're going to attack Trey Young. The veteran guards for the Knicks, I think, will realize that. Like pretty early. The resurrection of Derrick Rose. I know. That's Can we talk so about cool. that? That's oh so my cool. god, he's playing like a monster. Um, yeah. I I love that team, man. They got a lot of guys. Emmanuel Quickly is super good. Uh, R.J. Barrett, love him. Nerlens Noel. Everyone thought he was going to be a bust, <laughs> but he's playing some great minutes for the for the Knicks. But yeah, they're just a bunch of like scrappy dudes yeah. that have rallied around. Uh, Randall, like their score, yeah. and it seems like yeah, Rose is like their their vocal leader, and yeah. yeah, for sure. But like, do you see? So you you said seven for this game, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Who do you like in this game? I'm taking the Knicks. Knicks, just because of Julius Randall. Yeah. What were you gonna say? The, the Hawks, man, they're they have amazing shooters. So like, tra- obviously everyone knows Trey Young's awesome. Danilo Gallinari is a historically yeah. great shooter, and so Bogdan Bogdanovich is a really, really solid player, too. They just have a lot of guys, and I just don't know how their defense is going to hold up. Like, they have Clint Capella yeah. down there to, like, hold down the block, but I don't I don't see him, like, shutting down Julius Randle. Because if he's going to have 37, 12, and 6, that's really tough. Right, to, no, for sure. Win against for sure. I, okay, so let's say the top four seeds move on in the East. I, I think Philly would beat New York in, in five. Right yeah. or less, no, yeah. Dude, the, I don't think the Sixers are going to lose a game until they play the the, uh, the Nets. So okay, let's. They have the best defense I, in the league. I also don't. Yeah, let's like I. And a good coach. Yeah, that was such a great hire yeah. by the Sixers to get Doc. Um, fucking resurrected Tobias Harris. That was right. Like, exactly. That was like the biggest thing. Okay, so let's say it's let's say the finals are. In the East are Philly and Brooklyn. Yeah. I like the way I was listening to um, Bill Simmons and Ryan Musillo were talking about this. Yep. And Simmons made a good point that they both Simmons and Rosillo both like Philly in this in that series. They're the only team in the East that matches up well against the six or against the Nets. Well, that's what they were saying. He was like, "You have Simmons guard Harden and Tybal guard." Uh, uh, Kyrie, yeah, Matisse Thybul is like the best defender, like the best like on ball defender in the league. And right, he's like a second year player. And Simmons is Dub. Simmons and Thybul are are top the top three defenders in the league. Yeah. Two of the top three defenders in the league, and you have Simmons guarding Harden. That's yeah. ins- that's a tough matchup for Harden. And if you're yeah. talking about consistency, the Sixers are going to be at the top of that list this year. I mean, they are just 
through and through, defensively, offensively, I've just gone through. But the Nets, you never know if Kyrie's going to sit a game out or if <laughs> they're going to be there. You know, like if James Harden's going to get hurt. But I, I think if James Harden's in, it's oh, going to yeah. be tough to beat him. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, the thing about the uh, the Nets is they're a little bit less deep than the Knicks or than the uh, Sixers are. Mm-hmm. The the Nets, if, if Blake Griffin's playing thirty minutes a game for him, like Blake Dude, Griffin, that's been such a that was such a weird move. They yeah. they just that was a random like oh like yeah Blake Griffin like he just go and now he's key he's part of the Nets. Here's the thing like if if someone buys out Kevin Love, I'm sure he the exact same thing would right. happen to him. Like if you're an ex awesome superstar player and you're playing on a bottom feeder Cavs or Pistons team, it's gonna take the life out of you. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna, but but if you go to a cont- title contending team, you're gonna get like rejuvenated and want to play. But like what I was saying, like if Blake Griffin is playing thirty minutes a game, do you think he's gonna hold up for four playoff series? Like oh, yeah, I don't. playing their crunch time five like small ball minutes. Like I don't I don't know if that's gonna be. When how do you play? That's another thing. you just, you just mentioned that like small ball like that's what they do in crunch time like they yeah. play, they play that it's like so. it, it's Kyrie, KD, Durant, Griffin, and Harris. Yeah. So who guards Embiid? Who's exactly. how do so, what do you do with Embiid yeah. if you're them? And they're yeah exactly. One of the things I I listened to Russell and uh, Bill Simmons too. One of the things that they were talking about is you can just pencil in Embiid for 35, 10, and five. <laughs> like if you're if you're the Nets, you kind of just have to do that. Are you gonna put Are you gonna put the liability of DeAndre Jordan out there and try to just size him? I don't think that's gonna work. Are you gonna put twenty year old Nick Claxton on Joel Embiid? I don't think so. That that's the Joel Embiid is the key part to the Sixers. Like that guy was hitting step back threes. Like in the first half of the season, like incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah, he was the favorite for MVP. Yeah, he was before he got hurt. If yeah, that's I think, a bummer for him. I think his ceiling, like when he's on, is like higher than just about anyone else in the league. Like even I mean, yeah, he's like a seven foot. Is he like seven three? He's probably he's probably seven two. And yeah. he can shoot. Like yeah, you're a hundred percent right. He can dribble. Right. He can. He's huge. He can body anyone in the post, and he can also dribble it out and hit a step back three. Like yeah. if he's on and confident and healthy, better watch out. And yeah, do, yeah. So okay, because I've been thinking all year. It's like it's it's Nets Lakers. Like we're bound to happen. And like I said earlier, I maybe it's just because we're finally like right on the cusp of the playoffs and I'm trying to talk myself into this being a super entertaining playoffs. Yeah. But I don't know, like I would not be surprised if Philly beats the Nets. I it's it's, it's coming down to James Harden. You me. think Harden? I think he is just the most important factor for that Nets team. And if he figures out a, a way, I don't know. I think he's the only he's the only way. He makes Durant a lot better. Yeah. Uh, because of his passing. Like I think that's something up for Harden I have not appreciated enough of him because I don't really like watching Harden play especially in the regular season just because he gets every single call and we haven't seen Harden like have this insane postseason run like he's never been to the finals either or maybe well was he on that OKC team uh that went to the finals no he was he was on that team yeah but like hasn't been there as on his own yeah like it's really tough to like I kind of discounted him a lot, but like he had to go through the Warriors for sure. For so sure. like that's kind of hard to discredit him. But the thing about 
him like progressing his game like he probably always had those passing abilities but he just wasn't asked to do that when he was in Houston yeah so like when he's on the Nets now he like doesn't have to score because he has two of the all time so greats yeah he has two of the all time great scorers around and he's just gonna dish <laughs> he could be hurt and could still be making great passes for him you know right. that's the thing about them they're yeah they're when those three guys are healthy they're and that's the thing that's the other thing about this playoffs that's going to be interesting is because the the three of them, Kyrie Harden and Durant, haven't played together much this season. It's like 12 games or something like that. So that's like that's a lot to ask of these teams, especially when it's going to be Philly to like go win these games when they haven't played together much this season. Yeah. The only concern that I have for this entire for that series is going to be Philly's offense. Besides Embiid, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Ben Simmons is a super super superstar. But he can't really shoot. So he isn't really that much of a threat on yeah. the offensive half court end of the floor. Like in transition, he's a monster. But like on the half court, they are really going to have to get Danny Green and Seth Curry going. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So that's the thing. And this is what Simmons and Russell were talking about this. Like last four minutes of the game in the playoffs, teams are literally just not going to guard Ben Simmons. Right. They're going to sag off. Just like they're going to sag off John Morant or two, or just like people like that. Like they're going to force MB to be taking the shots. Yeah. I and wouldn't then, be pissed if Embiid was taking the shots, but I'd rather have a guard who's known to do that, do that. You know right, I mean? and same with, like, you you mentioned, like, Green and Curry are great shooters for them, but then then you have to sacrifice Thibel, Right. who's, like, on, so, like, and we and we just made this case for Philly being so good defensively and matching up so well with Brooklyn because of Thibel. Right. It's like, well, then. But if you put Thibel and Simmons on the, on the exactly. court at the same time, they're going to be playing three on five on offense. Exactly. So that is the tough part. And Brooklyn, like, if those three guys are healthy, they're just they're going to be the best offensive team, like one of the best offensive teams ever. Yeah, and that's a lot to ask for Philly to stop them and make up for what they don't have on offense. Yeah, dude. So I, that I really hope we get that series for the Eastern Conference Finals because it'll be so fun to watch. Yeah. I don't I don't see it going any other way. I don't I don't see the uh, Bucks beating the the Nets. Yeah, they unless Giannis drops sixty a game and has forty boards every game. There's no yeah, chance. Yeah, I mean exactly. That's he's like, it's like exactly what we talked about with what Embiid needs to do, is what Giannis needs to do. But Giannis is like, and he, like a, he can't shoot. Like Embiid, they're like the same, but Giannis can't shoot. And yeah. it's even more of I, I've made this comparison on this pod so many times of, uh, Giannis to Lamar, and like once they get in the, like in the regular season, they're so freakishly athletic that mm-hmm. it's so hard for teams to put in the effort week in and week out to stop them but then you get in the playoffs and teams are like okay for Giannis like we're just gonna make you like you can't go in the paint you have to shoot and like teams in the playoffs for Lamar are like you're not gonna like we're gonna put nine in the box yeah. throw it and you yeah. just can't exactly and so until both of those guys do it until Giannis does it I don't I don't think they have a chance against Brooklyn I totally agree yeah all right I thought the MVP conversation was locked at Jokic. And oh, I yeah. still think it should be Jokic, but there's a lot of people now that think it should be Steph Curry. Tell mm-hmm. me why it's not Curry. Okay. And tell the people why, because I know why. Okay. Here's why I think Steph Curry doesn't deserve the MVP. They are an eight seed. Um, I don't think that the MVP should go to his team. That's like five games above 500. Um, Jokic had to overcome like losing Jamal Murray and they still had a great record afterwards. Um, 
also he's averaging 27 10 and like 10 like or 27 10 and 8 or something like yeah that. like that's incredible and he's shooting like 60 percent from the field like he's just absolutely on fire and i mean that's not to discount anything that steph curry's doing but Jokic is just elevating everybody around him yeah like frank Campazzo. i don't know if any of you guys know who he is but he has been balling he's the guy who kind of stepped up for jamal murray and he's probably wouldn't be as good as he is if it wasn't for Jokic. Jokic yeah so. and that's i think what has been so impressive about Jokic is that they lose their second best player the guy who stepped up in the playing game like or the playoffs last year and they just have not skipped a beat and yeah, yeah i think that's exactly. a credit to Jokic yeah. for sure um so i think yeah i think the casual nba fan is uh, and i mean curry's been awesome this year too like yeah, it's so. crazy that this team is where they are and I mean, Curry's averaging like 34 a game. That's the thing. Like, I think recency bias has a lot to play into this MVP talk too because Steph last 15 of 20 games has literally been sh- at like shooting like 20 attempts from three a game. So he's going to be averaging 50 or like 30 or 50 points a game just because he's so good. For sure. If he's getting those shots, they're going to be falling. So I don't know. I-, I just think that I think he was like the third most deserving. I think Joel Embiid was second. I would have had him second if I had my vote. Just because Embiid had the best first half of the season before he got hurt. For and sure. they were dominant all season, especially sure. when he came back too. So. All right, I'm going to read you guys my All-NBA teams. Okay. The All-NBA is the weird. This is the weirdest year for All-NBA with uh-huh. how many players have been hurt. Yeah. So, like, I didn't pull LeBron on mine. Okay. Because he's been hurt for – and yeah, But, like, that's the thing games. is, like, yeah. all these guys have been hurt. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what – So, okay, my first team – I didn't do positions because I think that's stupid. I'm totally opposite of Bill Simmons. Oh, you don't do positions. I do not do positions. I think you should. I think that's you. Okay, you do. Why? Why for all NBA? When you try and get the best five people, like we don't. There's no centers anymore. Yeah, there are. No M- shot. Embiid's a center. Jokic's a center. Jokic is not a center. Jokic has ten just assists a game. Be, just because Jokic sits on the block, or does just because Jokic doesn't sit on the block and call and post people up only, that doesn't make him not a center. I don't know. Centers should be centers can should be able to float around. Basketball is a, is a sport of moving position. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the, that's the, that's I feel like the, the it's transitioning. The thing is, like we used to have positions on the floor. Now it's kind of just everyone is kind of floating. And that's so what I think. Should for, we be labeling people as what they are? Yeah, that's why I think it's dumb. That's my take, though. Um, has he ever played any minutes at, at power forward? Who? Yeah. Jokic or like well that's that's like, I guess Paul that's Millsap my argument the, like Paul Millsap's on the team Paul Millsap is their small is their no no forward. but I just don't think they're I don't think teams look at it as like okay we need a, like our point guard we need a shooting guard we, I think they just are like especially at in crunch time at the end of the game it's like yeah like who's our best five that are like going to match up and play well against their best five right but I I'm still a firm believer in you need positions like you if you have like a bunch of guys on your team that can just shoot the ball like you're gonna need a point guard you can distribute for sure you know? for sure it's just the label i know i'm I, I think it should be there like because then it elevates like you're the best person in your position in the nba that's what that's but what like okay i just think it's dumb when you give like lebron you i don't think he's a small forward because he plays he's the point guard on that like he brings up the ball every single time on that team and same with like 
Harden on the Rockets would bring up the ball every single time. And every, people are like, oh, he's the best shooting guard in the league. I'm like, well, how can you say he's a shooting guard when he brings up the ball every time? Yeah, well, he doesn't necessarily bring the ball up every time, but he does, like, in crunch time. Like, he... Right, so it, then... There's just attributes of how, like, people play that makes them a certain position. Like... No, I get, I get that, but I also, like, I don't know. I think it sparks debate. Like, it, when people say, like, who's the best at this position? It's like, well, how do you... Like, Giannis for a while was a small forward. It was like... Yeah, well, that's before he was big. Yeah. That's before he had any power. I don't know. I just... I, I It's fine that we disagree, yeah. but I just... Okay, so... What's then your first team? My first team without positions is not going to make a ton of sense. If it... I mean, without positions, because I had Steph, Lillard, Luka, Jokic, and Bede. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like... You can assign positions to those if, if you really want to stretch it. Yeah, like I mean, you'd have three definite guards, and then you'd have three centers <laughs> or two centers. You'd yeah, have three guards and two centers. Yeah, or actually, I mean, yeah, Luke is kind of a forward if you kind of if you wanted to be, but I I would change. Um, I would probably change um, Embiid with Giannis. That's if you were doing positions for sure. Yeah, I'd for probably sure. go Embiid and Giannis, and then. Luca deserves it. I personally think Lola deserves it. I think Ball? Chris Paul's on my second team. Chris Paul is your second team. And then I have I had Beal on second Ball, team, but I don't know if I like Beal on second team. What happened to Steph? Oh, you have Steph and Beal. Yeah, and Luca. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so that's why I have Beal and CP3 on second team. I also have Kawhi, Giannis, and Julius Randle on second team. What about Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's on third team. I would oh. switch. I would switch Butler and Beal if I. I would not have a problem with that at all. If Kawhi, okay. And then my third team is Westbrook, Kyrie, who I don't know if I like Kyrie because of what he missed, but I also like his. He only, he only missed like 15 games this year. Exactly, and that's like for this year was nothing. But he's all, and he's been incredible when he's on there. And then I have Butler and I have Zion on there as well. And Rudy Gobert. Yeah, those are those are solid picks, man. I don't think I'd include anyone else that you didn't include. Like, Who's the only other like Mitchell's hard to include. Like he's been awesome for the Jazz in there. I was just thinking about the Jazz, yeah. Like, like I I threw Gobert on there because I think I was like you have to have a Jazz player. Yeah. Like you have to. They have the best record yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. And same with like it was hard for me to leave Booker out because of. The scoring he's done, but I think CP3 is the better. Pl- like I think he's yeah. more important to them That's on that the team. Same thing I thought. Yeah, for sure. But I, this I don't think this would ever be first team because, like, I don't think Luca Lillard and Steph would all could all make it, and I don't think Embiid and Jokic could make it. Bill Simmons changed my mind on that. Like he was like, I'm voting for the traditional way. Like, yeah, my centers are gonna like first team is gonna be Jokic, second team Embiid, third team Gobert. Yeah. He's like, those are just going to be my centers. I just think that's fair. Because, I agree. That's fair. Because then when you if, – if you just start saying who are the best five players and who have the best five seasons, then that just gets really, really – Okay, but that's murky. that's like for MVP. So who would your top five be for MVP? Yeah. So I think I already stated my top three. It was Jokic, Embiid, Curry. I think four, I'd have to go Giannis. And then five, I'm going to go uh, – Chris Paul. I mean, like, yeah. Who else are you gonna say? I don't. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's an MVP. I don't think. I would. T- I, th- I think Dame. You could make an argument for. He hasn't missed a game. I think, or has missed like three. I think Dame. You yeah. 
That's a it's Dame and Julius Chris Randall Paul. For me. Yeah, those and, are the seven. And, yeah, those are six, those seven. are the those yeah. are the seven guys, and I think there's only there's only five spots. And right, and this again, this is what Simmons was debating. Like he he has an MVP vote. I think it's that that's such a sick flex to be like I have MVP and All NBA votes. Yeah, yeah. it'd be really cool to be a journalist to vote on that <laughs> stuff. So sick. Yeah, sick. I'd have to have Jokic. I mean, one. Yeah, and then honestly, I I'd, I'd probably. Uh, unpopular I'd go Chris Paul and then James Harden Honestly. wow you throw Harden in there I think James Harden has had the highest impact I know he's missed a lot of games just like Embiid has and Shane has Embiid on his but like the Sixers are still going to be good without Embiid and so like James Harden has just like I think it's I mean, the opposite seen... I think the Nets would still be fine with Kyrie and KD have you seen the stats of KD and Kyrie playing together without Harden this year it's they are awful. I saw it's like they were like four and seventeen or something, so like really, really bad. Okay. So I think James Harden. I it's it's it sucks that he's been hurt this year, but I think he is a, a huge impact. And I think he is uh, up there. Interesting. I don't, I, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should get rewarded for robbing Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, just my take. Yeah, I, I robbery. That's that's, that's fair. Start. They got. <laughs> They got some like rookie for James Harden and some picks. That's it. Yeah, they didn't even get Ben Simmons. I hope Randall gets some love in the MVP voting. I don't think he's. You shouldn't. I mean, you should. I don't think he's like one of the top. I don't, he's probably not even top five, but I hope he gets some votes just I because think of. You could, you could make an argument. For you could for sure make an argument, but so like he's if, probably gonna win Most Improved. Oh, that'd be a great award for him to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just love. I think it's. Super impressive, like what the Knicks have done this oh, year. Because I don't think anyone had them even close to their radar. No, dude, they were like the 12 seed last year. Right. Now they're the four seed. Yeah. In the East. Yeah. And yeah, the East is. They're they're capitalizing on the the Heat and Celtics struggles in the season, and it's awesome. I'm here for it. For sure. For what if the Heat make another run? <sighs> They'd have to beat the Bucks again, and that would be crazy if. If Jimmy Butler puts on his big boy pants and hits some step back threes, and I, I just don't see it this year, man. Like, yeah, I, I but I didn't see it last year either. To be fair, that, yeah. The thing is, the bubble created some pretty unusual runs and yeah, for sure circumstances. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna see how that's different this year. I think. I, mean, I think the Heat rode off that a lot. They definitely had a weird, like, was it Jimmy Butler had, like, the coffee station thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. they definitely embraced that, the bubble. Yeah, that's that's a good point. They and seemed they like were, they kind of rallied around They it. were, they're living in Florida. They're from Miami. And they, true, all, they only had true. to go to Orlando. One of the things about that series, about them and the Bucks, is Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the reason that they don't even have a chance. Yeah. Because I think... He is going to cause a living hell for Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic and those guys. Yeah. He is such a good defender, and he's a guy that is an all-star caliber offensive player, too. So, like, it'll give some pressure off of Giannis, like, when he when we're in the game, but on the de- defensive end, they're going to just be smoking the Heat, which was the yeah. opposite of the yeah. last time they played. For sure. The Heat were just ferocious. I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. All right, boys. That was fun. We did almost an hour. Good stuff. Um, yeah, maybe we can 
talk again some NBA stuff like East like fi- like conference finals going into finals because we did a lot of like predictions here now. Yeah, I'm down. Um, and kind of wrapping up the season, and then we can, yeah, maybe for the finals and stuff. Sure. Talk more of that, but I'm ex- this this NBA finals is or this NBA playoffs. I'm more excited for than I feel like usual, and I like like I kind of mentioned earlier in the pod in the yeah the pod. I think it's a product of like having the. Warriors and Cavs play each other Definitely. for so many years in a row, and just like when the playoffs would start, I'd be like, okay, who cares? Like I would watch the finals, right? But there would be no point in watching any other games because you were just like, all right, well, like we know it's going to be Cavs Warriors, yeah. And then even when the when the Raptors go, it it was like, okay, this is the most like asterisk finals we've ever seen because right. the Warriors didn't have anyone. So the NBA's just been. A bummer for our prime years of watching sports, yeah. like growing up for so long that I'm excited for it to be a little bit more open this year. And totally agree. And yeah. the play-in tournament is hyping that up even more, too. For sure. Wednesday, I'm telling you, Wednesday night, that game, Yeah. I'm so excited to watch Warriors or Lakers. That's going to be so fun to watch. Let's get a group over and watch it. I'm down. So down. That'd be sweet. All right. That's, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Thank you for, up thanks for having us, Jack. No problem, boys. That was fun. Thank you.